What is up, guys? Welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. What I'm going to be doing with this show is actually showing you guys what exactly you need to look for prior to buying, building, selling, or even renting a home. I'm going to bring in some of the top people in the industry so we can dive deeper into discussion about these topics and really give you guys the tools you need to learn and know prior to making one of the biggest purchases of your lifetime. So with that being said, guys, welcome to The Real Build. So welcome to The Real Build. I'm your host, Bill Ryman, your broker builder. And today I have somebody coming from Los Angeles, California. She is a premier closet designer, author, and international style consultant. She helps people create the closet of their dreams and cultivate their authentic style. She is known for her keen sense of fashion, phenomenal talent, her organization, and amazing eye for detail. She has an awesome gift for listening to her clients, tapping into her her incredible design and organizational skills, and delivering excellence. Thais Lanier, welcome to The Real Build. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you for the amazing intro. I sound so important. <laughs> yeah, you are very important. I, like we, like I said before we started recording, I am really excited to have you on because obviously you're doing custom closet design, which is a very important factor. And me being in the custom home business, I know how important it is as far as organization and to the cl- customer too. So I'm excited to get into this a little bit with you today. So thank you for coming on. Um, for having me. So what I always like to get started with just talking about your background. So who is Thais Lanier? Ooh, that's a loaded question with a lot of layers. <laughs> but, <laughs> Let's but we'll hear it. Start with my background. <laughs> um, I'm originally from Los Angeles. That's where I grew up. I was raised and I moved to Miami in my 20s and I went to college Um, at Miami International University of Art Design, and I took fashion and design there. And after I finished college, I was in, I did fashion visual merchandising for department stores like Macy's and Saks. And I also was a fashion coordinator. So I used to work for different high-end fashion brands. And what I would do is I would go to the high-end department stores and do seminars and trainings to all the employees on how the brand wanted to be represented and what were the features of the new collections and how we wanted everything set up on the floor. So you can see that how that kind of ties into organizing because you have to have the floor coordinated and you know organized at all times. So um, I did that. And when I was working at Saks, I started helping clients and then I was doing a little personal shopping on the side. And that's how I became in clients' closets. And I would shop for them for events and special events and things. And when I come and drop off clothes, I'd start organizing because that's what I like to do. I'm, I'm in, it's, I'm, it's part of me. <laughs> and I used to be like, why is the closet still, it looks like it's not organized, even though I'm trying, but it's too much stuff to fit in the space. And what she has didn't work with the closet she had. So I asked my client, I was like, can we, let's just see if we can get a closet designer to come out here and, and design a space. Let's see if we can come up with a better solution so you can fit your stuff. And I reached out to a closet design company. They came out. We did a quote, kind of worked together. And we built amazing closet. And from then on, I had a light bulb like, oh, I can do this as a business. Like, I'm already in fashion. I love organizing. And I can actually offer design as well. So that's kind of how the idea of closet editors came about. (laughs) I mean, I love it, too. Because you, obviously, like a lot of people that have been on my show, there was always something that kind of led to where you are today. But I mean, if I had to guess, too, you're very organized with your home, too. I can see behind you as well. Yeah. Everything looks nice and clean. <laughs> which very is very clean and neat. I don't want any clutter. <laughs> which is which is a very good thing, too. So and and I mean, it's 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 a great thing and a great attribute to have as, as and especially in business in general. But you utilizing your experiences and everything, too, and starting the closet design company that you did. I, I mean, I, I can only imagine, you know, it's probably taken off quite a bit. So, yeah, it's been very, very successful. I've definitely um, I'm happy I got into the whole space of being like the one stop shop to all things closet. I feel like it kind of separates me from 
other designers. So it's just really, yeah, I just, I feel like because I have the fashion knowledge, the style knowledge, the organizing, and I can design, I can pretty much take care of anything in your space. So it's, it's been really a great journey. Ups and downs, but it's been, <laughs> <laughs> as usual, with entrepreneurship yeah. is ups and downs, but overall, I say it was been a, it's been a great journey. Yeah, and you learned from those ups and downs too, yeah. which makes it sometimes <laughs> better too as well. So um, yes. I want to discuss your business a little bit because obviously, like I said, it's so important, especially in, in the build in general too. I mean, even if somebody's considering remodeling or doing, you know, just doing a uh, re- restructure of their closet in general, um, you know, how let's go into, so why the closet design space? Why not overall interior design? You know, I've had past interior designers on, but why did you just choose that niche? Let's go into that a little bit more. I think the niche came from me being in the fashion field okay. and being more associated with closets because of style and fashion and wanting to dress women. Kind of the personal shopping was what I was dressing women, gotcha. telling them what to kind of edit and you don't need this anymore. This is not this doesn't fit your style anymore. So I think it came from that reason why the closet was more appealing to me than just being an interior designer, period. I kind of want to function on helping people have the right clothes in their closet so they show up and look confident in the world, along with having it organized and functional so they can, you know, give them clarity and they're not stressed out with getting dressed. So I think that's why I kind of honed in on closet and it just kind of, that's where my happy place was. <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah. makes sense. And then, I mean, you're giving, like you said, you're giving people confidence too. I mean, everything's organized. I, I'm, I'm hiring you once I want to do a, I built my own closet here, but uh, once I get to the higher end closet level, like some of the stuff you're doing is, is phenomenal too. It, it, it makes a big difference in the organization too, which we're going to get into as well. Um, one thing too, though, let's talk about your process a little bit. You know, um, you start, I looked, I was looking through your website and everything. You start with kind of a closet strategy session. So what does this consist of? Okay. So the closet strategy session is actually something I designed to do virtual for people that I couldn't reach and I can help you kind of create a goal and a plan to do your own closet. This is kind of came about during the whole COVID. So how, how I normally do the process for closets, kind of a four-step process, so it's the consultation, rather it's virtually or in person. Uh, if it's virtual, I will need you to send me the designs if you don't feel comfortable because of COVID going in your home. So you would send me the measurements or I will go to your home, consult you, take your measurements. Then we go to design phase. So I bring up a 3D you know, fo- a picture of your design and I sit with you and we go through edits and decide what to keep, what to, you know, what doesn't go. And once we, once the customer's like, I'm ready, then it goes to prepare stage. So at this stage, we need to um, take out maybe the old closet, repaint, you know, some of those areas, do your, ele- if you're getting lights in, you got to take certain sockets out, get an electri- uh, electrician in to do certain wiring for the lights to work and everything. So all that preparation, we also offer like rolling racks and boxes for people to take their stuff out while their closet's getting installed. So all that has to be done. And then the last thing, of course, is the installation day when you actually install the closet. And then I go out and have a party with you because I'm so excited (laughs) on your new space. (laughs) I bring a bottle of champagne and we we celebrate your space. (laughs) And drink in the closet. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It, it, In like some of the stuff, there's so many different things. What people don't, a lot of people don't understand uh, is there is a lot of different elements you can add to a closet for the organization part of it too, you know, and you can have different, a closet can basically eliminate a lot of the furniture you need in a bedroom too, which we're kind of seeing in interior design in general, less is more uh, and and home building as well you know, where you don't have dressers everywhere and clothes all in these dressers and so on. And, and everything's just more clean and less cleaning, you know, I should say <laughs> less <Yes>. maintenance <laughs> and everything is there, which makes sense. I mean, you go into a closet, you, you get dressed, you change, everything should be right there. Your watches, all that kind of stuff too. And, and some of the stuff you're doing, I've, I've looked into it is pretty phenomenal too. And your work is so, so um, let's, you also do something, um, intensive training or closet intensive training. Explain that a little bit as well. Yeah. So how this came about, someone DM me 
And they were like, I'm an organizer, but I'm doing it as a hobby and I want to turn it into a business. Can you help me? Okay. So I was thinking, well, I never really trained someone to turn this into a business, but I can. I have enough experience <laughs> and knowledge that I can come up with, some, you know, a training course and right, do something yeah. for you. So I said, sure. She was kind of adamant, like, I really like your work. I really like what you're doing. I really want to hear from you. I want your tips, your guidance on how to make my organizing business structured so I can really, you know, take off. And I said, okay. And I did it and she loved it and gave me gave great reviews. So then I came up with the whole structure and then I now offer that class for people who are, you know, they're doing organizing for fun, but maybe they need help, like learn how to do the business license and how to network with the right people. And she wanted to start like a luxury business as well. So she's like, how do you get luxury clients? How do you, you know, show up to them and how do you get them to be interested in what you're doing? So that really like showed me that there's a market for that. And I guess through COVID people are learning like new skill sets and trying new things. So I created that course for that. It's smart entrepreneur right there. Look at you. I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> you, you know, we see entrepreneurs, we see opportunity and then we feel the need. <laughs> yeah, And you branch out and you do, I mean, cause you're good at all this stuff. So why not help other people, but to give your skills, you're teaching them and obviously starting a business out of it. It's smart too. And and then also with people because yeah. of COVID doing what you're doing from a distance and helping people organize and get because when you're organized too, I mean, if you look at my desk over here, uh, I, I got to get organized. But when that's, you know, because I've been doing sports card investing, stuff like that. So I got all these cards over here. And um, it's like when you get all that organized, you get that you're happier, you get a better feeling too, to where it's, it's just, it's, you feel better when your house is clean, everything's in place, it's, it's structured. uh, And, and that's what you're doing um, with closets too, you know? Yeah, that's, that's the big point. I think it's not always about having the beautiful, you know, walking closet. It's also about mindset and having a space that you can feel good that you can, that you're not stressed out every morning. You can imagine how much time it takes you if every, all your shoes are on the floor, your clothes are all crazy and you're trying to get dressed. It's just like, you're starting your day off stressful. Like, why yeah. are you doing this? You know, like, let's start off, like pick the outfit out the, day, the, the, the night before everything's color coordinated. So if you're going to wear black, you pick your black pants, your black shirt. It's all timeless, seamless, one, two, three, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times people just, you get so used to the hustle bustle. And I think with COVID it's allowed us to slow down and now people are taking the time needed to get these these spaces organized, which I think is amazing. Yeah. And going off what you said, too, if you start your day on a strong note, you're more than likely going to have a great day, too. So where's that day usually start? I mean, you're getting up and you're going to get something out of the closet. You know? Right. So, <laughs> so if that closet's unorganized and you're looking at an unorganized mess, well, that's not a good start. And that's a bump in the road on that day. And it could end up even worse. So, you know, law of yes. attraction. It's just it's 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 such a key thing. And that's why I was so excited to have you on too. I want to talk a little bit more about COVID too. How has has that affected your business? How are you make how are you making shifts? How are you making changes? Has it made business better for you? What are you seeing with the pandemic? Yeah, with COVID in the beginning, I was like, okay, what's about to happen? Because I think it was a shock for everyone. And then I was like, my business is really about going to the home, consulting the client, measuring Mm -hmm. the space having that relationship building during the process. And now how, what am I going to do? You know, cause I really wasn't doing virtual anything at that time. I was always just in someone's home or, you know, so I said, okay, so what else can I do to help people virtually? So it, it definitely allowed me to think outside the box. And then that's how I came up with the strategy session to help people mm-hmm. get organized. And then I also came up with a zoom organizing class where I have like set seven to 10 people on and I go step by step on how to organize your closet at home yourself. So you're on a room on Zoom with other women, other people that, that want to get organized. So you have that support system around you. And it just becomes a fun time. And it's not boring. Some people think organizing is boring. So I was just trying to think. <laughs> I was just trying to think of how to make it fun where no organizing matters. This is the thing, you know, like this is the new trend. You got to make it sound trendy. Yeah. Like this is what yeah. we need to do, you know? So um, I started that. So I started my Zoom organizing class, my closet strategy class. And then it started opening up and we started getting a, a better on the COVID and it kind of started loosening up a little bit. And then people just started wanting to do home improvement. I don't know if you noticed, but now people 
want a place that they can be at and be relaxed and mm-hmm. love their environment. So now they're doing all these home improvements. Like, mm-hmm. So now business is, is getting a lot better now. And people are moving to different places to get bigger homes for less amounts of money. So, and it's a lot of houses being sold. So it's really good now. I think it's even better now because people are like, I want my home to be somewhere I can spend a lot of time with because I'm not out like I used to be. So mm-hmm. let's make it more beautiful and organized and, you know, as ever, you know? So, yeah. So the beginning was definitely challenging, but just having to think outside the box of like how to pivot. And I think when you're an entrepreneur, that's kind of how you're yeah. built anyway. You're built to pivot. So at the time I just, you know, I just took a pivot. Like what else can I do? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, what and that, I'm not going to just give up my whole career. Yeah. So we're going to have to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and that's what separates you from, you know, a lot of people too, is you being an entrepreneur, you do have to pivot too. And COVID was bad, obviously. Yes. But it had a lot of good to it for business. It was bad to a lot of businesses in a lot of ways. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't want to say it was a good thing, but it was for certain businesses too. It made people have to make that pivot and figure out new ways to produce within their companies too, which in the long run is going to benefit them anyway. Like you look at yourself, you've kind of branched into different opportunities that you didn't, weren't doing necessarily before. So now you have your regular business that you started and then you have two other, three other businesses off of that too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, which is, which is great. And a lot of people, you know, we, at the beginning of it too, I was the same way. We all were like, okay, what's going to go on? Is this market going to completely crash? Yes. Or, or what are we, what's going on here? And then all of a sudden now Florida, it's like, you can't find property. Everybody's wanting to build a house. They're all wanting to settle here. It's, it's just, it's been crazy. And it still is the inventory so low that it's the supply and demand type deal. And, you know, your benefit too, is that you're fun, you're, you know, you're energetic too. So you can get on a Zoom call and make organization fun too. Because when you do say organization, people are like, I got to organize, I got to put, you know, but you're making it fun because right. of your personality, just by having you on, you have a great personality and you're making, you know, people enjoy the time that they have too. And that's that shift too. I mean, you're, people are buying less expensive houses and they're settling where there are now. They're saying, okay, maybe I don't need this and I can go here. I can move there. And mm-hmm. it's just going to benefit you as well uh, in your business too. And you know, I, I've had past people on this podcast uh, that, you know, from California and they said a lot of people are kind of wanting their own little separate woman caves or man caves or workout rooms. And they're starting to do that <laughs> there. And, you know, mm-hmm. one guy's developing sheds for the backyards of in California there too. And for people to have their own quiet spaces because their kids are at home, you know, doing homeschool yeah. and everything. It's that's a pivot though. That's a shift. That's what he for did. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. so it's 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 had its positives too, for sure. And um you definitely think outside the box. That's what you had to do and and you're having success with it. So good for you. Thank you. Thank for, you. <laughs> um, yeah, no problem. I want to talk about, uh, the design you are doing. I mean, like, let's talk a little bit more about this. Like what are the must haves in a custom closet? What are you seeing? Okay. So the must haves that you have to have in any closet, you have to have long hanging for your long coats and, and dresses. You have to have double hanging cause you need a rack for your pants and then your, I mean, your shirts and then your pants, you have to have drawers. You have, if this is the custom, like we're doing a full build. Yes, mm. if the place is very small, then we can eliminate the drawers. But in a normal situation, I would always put drawers and always put shelves because the shelves are so versatile. You can use those for handbags, folded sweaters, shoes, so many things for shelving. And you know, when you normally go to a closet, you get one rack. That's it. <laughs> like you get <laughs> one pole and you get a shelf on the top and you have all these clothes and you're looking like this is never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna pull that so in my time, I definitely have to have that. I love to put lighting because lighting just helps you see the space so much better. You can actually see your items, those dark corners. It kind of gives spotlight on those corners. So I would definitely say lighting is one of the things I love to use. And also ballet rods. Like they are such a small thing for your closet, but they're so impactful and useful because you can put like your clothes, your outfit for the next day on it, pull it out. 
you can put your dry cleaning on it before you get ready to change the hanger out because you can't put wire hangers in your closet. You have to use regular hangers. So wire hangers only for the cleaners and they need to be thrown away. Don't I, I saw that in one of your videos. I was going to ask you about that too. Yeah, no wire hangers. <laughs> <laughs> so um, definitely I would say those are my basic things that I would want to put in every closet. And then you have other bells and whistles. You can add so many other accessories as well. Okay. Well, what about like, you know, how are you, what are you seeing? And I, I was going to ask you about the wire hanger thing. Cause I did see one of your YouTube videos about absolutely no wire hangers too. <laughs> so everybody oh out God, there. You saw my video. Yeah. yeah. I'm very adamant about that. Yeah. <laughs> do not use wire hangers, please. <laughs> please don't. It's like, no, no, no. It's like the worst thing I could do. When I go in clients closet and they have wire hangers, I'm like, why do we have these in here? <laughs> so what do you recommend for hangers though? If they had to. So I recommend the velvet hangers because okay. they're thinner and you can hold more clothes on it. Um, if you have a big closet, you can go with the wood, but they're a little thicker. So you're going to get less pieces in your closet with the wood hangers. But I generally like to go for the thin velvet hangers because you can use them for pants and shirts and they just hang very well in your closet. Just take up the least amount of space. Mm -hmm. So I would say to use, and you can get those from anywhere, from like Target or Ross or Amazon or, you know, you can find these hangers anywhere. Well, and see, going off of that too, I mean, you've, you've said each closet is designed kind of to maximize space, increase functionality and encourage clutter-free living. So how are we, how, how can we do this? Let's talk about this more. What are you doing? I mean, you brushed on kind of the design that you're seeing more, but let's talk about how they can maximize space, different, different options, different things. Okay. So in the custom closet, the great thing about custom is you can really take advantage of your ceiling heights mm -hmm. and your corners. So just think about it. If you have a tall ceiling height and you normally go in your closet, it's just the one little pole. We can do like triple hang, like all the way up to the ceiling. And then have a pole where you pull it down when you need it and just pull it back up. So you're able to actually utilize your whole ceiling space, no matter how tall it is. Your corners that normally don't get utilized, we can put shelving in those corners. So you're able to utilize that as well in your closet. So that's like helping you like maximize the space. Um, if you're not looking for custom and you're just looking for some organizing solutions just to kind of help your space feel better, look better, and you're on a budget, I would say the first thing is take out those hangers and get all matching hangers, all matching. Not, it can't have one pink, one black, one white, no. All matching <laughs> hangers, that'd be the first thing you do. Just take them all out. Cause this way, not only does it look better but it actually your clothes hang better and you save space. So it's like, a, it's, it's so good. And it's gonna make, it's gonna transform the look and the feel immediately. So change out your hangers first of all, then get some baskets. So for the top of your closet where you have all those like sweaters hanging off of it and just miscellaneous stuff all on top of your closet. If you just get some nice bins, you can put your sweaters in your bins, your handbags in your bins. So all of a sudden the top of your closet is uniform and neat. And these are the type of things you can all get from Amazon, really, like all these items and they're so reasonable in price. Also, I would say drawer dividers. I know it's a lot of time in your drawers, all your stuff is just piled on top of each other and you're like scrambling through drawers all the time. So if you get drawer dividers, you can have everything neatly in their sections and you can see everything clearly. So when you pull your drawer out, you're not stressed out, like throwing things like this, trying to find something, you know, like you want, mm -hmm. you want everything to be like streamlined. Like like, these are my socks. <laughs> these are my underwear. This is my t-shirt. These are my gym clothes. So I think that that's like a great way to like a starter kit to a, a smaller closet. You're on a budget. You're not ready to invest, but you want to see some change in your closet today. Like where do I start today to make my closet look better? I would say those three things, hangers, storage bins, and inserts for your drawers would be my starter package. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's great too, because I was actually going to ask you as far as uh, inexpensive ways too, if somebody w wasn't on a budget, what they can do, you know, if they didn't have the budget to do a custom closet, what, what things could they do too? And there are a lot of options. I mean, you can even go on Amazon, you can go to Lowe's, you can go to Home Depot and find some shelves you can put in there or just inexpensive things too uh mm -hmm. to do to add to a closet so you don't just have a rod going across with a shelf that has a million right. clothes on it with wire hangers that's going to probably pull the shelf <laughs> down so <laughs> yeah and, and if you want to save money even with custom closets um 
using drawers outside of the closet. So having like a dresser instead of putting drawers because kind of drawers and cabinetry are kind of the more expensive materials. So you can just do more hanging and shelving inside the closet, put your drawer outside the closet and then don't do floor mounting, do wall mounting. So it's not all the way to the floor. So you're not paying that extra cost to get it all the way to the floor. It It kind of stops right at the baseboards, basically the design. So that'll kind of save you money as well. If you're looking for the, if you just really want something custom. Yeah, great tips. And also Wayfair can be your best friend too, right? Yes, Yes. Wayfair. Yeah, it's so, there's so many options out there. Like there's so many even built-ins. Even Ikea has some kind of built-in already kind of closet that you can just kind of take it and just put it in the space that's already done. You know, there's like so many options. Just make sure you measure before you do it too. (laughs) Yes, make sure you measure your space always. Take the measurements to whatever store you're going to and so they'll help you find the proper solution for sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's let's talk about your project management a little bit. I always like to brush on this too because every everybody on my show, you know, they they specialize in really taking care of the customer, the client and so on. You know, let's talk about your management and communication side of things. So, how are you implementing this when you work with clients throughout your process? Yeah, so after the client actually purchased the deposit, gives the deposit, we then schedule installation. So I work with the installation team and my client to see when the best date for them to do it. And then once it's set, the client also has direct contact with the installation team. If they need to change something, a change of date or something right away, they can just contact them directly or they can contact me because I definitely handle the project all the way through installation. So if they could say if they called the installation department, they didn't answer, then I tell them to call me. So I can find out what the situation or change or anything. So yeah, I definitely work really close with installation, finding out to make sure everything's properly done, calling my client ahead of time. Like, is everything been removed? Is things painted over? All the outlets ready? Like really just touching base. And then if the installation department goes and something's not right, we're all always in the same loop together, you know, because we work together. Yeah. To make sure the client is a seamless process. And I normally um, work with really great companies that have installers that have been doing this for like over 20 years. So they're really good at what they do. They know about communication. So that's why it's important to pair yourself with good companies that have quality work and you know, quality oh. installers. Because you can get with a company, like, I don't know, you've seen some closet companies or you look at the reviews and they go, oh, the installation was horrible. And they just start complaining, you know? So it's good like when you really look at reviews and, and really deal with people that are good in installing for sure. Are you doing, are you do, dealing with a lot of new builds? Are you dealing with a lot of renovation stuff? Are you just kind of going in onto houses that are existing? What are you doing more of? I've been doing more of existing houses lately okay. that need to, that just want to redesign their closet. Gotcha. Yeah. Before COVID, I felt like I was doing a lot of newer builds. Like I was going there working with the contractor doing the measurements while just the baseboards and stuff, you know, like right yeah. before they even put the drywall in, I was going in to do it. But I feel like after COVID, it's more, it's a house already there and they just want to redesign the space, mm-hmm. you know, at this point. Yeah, I've done a lot of redesigns. And right make now. it operate better for themselves. Make it, so. Yeah, just make it functional, operate better for them because a lot of them just have the one bar. Like most houses just, well, I mean, now I think the newer, they're starting to kind of put in maybe, I don't know. That's what you, you build, so you probably know better, but- I've noticed like houses on the market, sometimes they do already have a custom build, but I'm not sure if the builders build it like that or did they have a custom closet company and come out and build it like that? I'm not sure, how, you know, if the, if builders are just building, you know, houses already with the custom closet in it, you know? Yeah, yeah, so, it's, the, it's the extent of the project basically to what it, you know, it's what the customer wants. Like we've, right. you know, we've worked with California closets on maybe the higher end uh, versus uh, we have a company that'll put in some closet made stuff, but it's all what they want to pay to put in. Obviously, California closet's going to be a little more custom made, but then when we hire somebody like yourself, that's going to be even more custom because, you know, the sky's the limit of what they can do with you. And I'm sure right. you draw everything out. Do you have, yeah, so they yes. can see actually what reality, what it's going to be and so what on. What it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this? yeah, definitely. So I think, yeah, so I think a lot of people are getting, re, I think redesigns, that's what I'm getting most of lately. Okay. And even small closets too. Even, 
they're not all the big, you know, taking up a whole room. I'm getting like reach-ins, you know, smaller kids' room reach-ins. Yeah, it's not all like someone has redesigned their whole room and turning it into a dressing room. Sometimes it's just smaller closets too, that they just want a custom look in it. They have a nice home, they just want it to still look custom. What can you do to a smaller closet going off of that? What can you do to a smaller closet to make it have more of a custom look too? Let's do, you know, maybe if you're on a budget or if you're not, maybe you just want to have organization within a smaller closet. What are some of the things you're seeing with that? Yeah. So depending on the space, it kind of all depends on the size, but Mm -hmm. I definitely like to do double hang because that's always going to double up, double Mm -hmm. your space. So that's what I always do. And I try in a smaller closet, probably won't do drawers because it'll take up too much space. I probably do more shelving and they can use bins and put things in bins and then they can put their shoes in there. Mm -hmm. So I would do more double hang, a shelving for bins and shoes. And then of course a top shelf for like higher stuff that they want to put up top for a small, yeah. And smaller closets, I normally don't put drawers at all. It's just not enough space. And they're just trying to really, they're trying to utilize the hanging. That's the purpose. They they, They want a lot of hanging space. And in smaller oh. closets, you're more referring to something with like bifold closet doors versus something that would open up and walk in, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the sliding doors, the mm. reach in. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, it's interesting. I mean, because, you know, you don't have a lot of space, but to have somebody like yourself come in and utilize a space like that is so important because a lot of people don't think about that, to be honest with you, too. You know, because if you have a small space and you can turn it into, it's not you're turning into it a larger space, but in kind of a degree you are because you're able to store more in that space that was just a hanging rod before or wire shelving is what you see in a lot of those bifold yeah. closet doors too. Uh-huh. So it's smart. It really is. So. Yeah, you're definitely getting more space for sure. Even though you're not, like you said, you're not expanding the closet but you're definitely expanding the space inside of it. Like you know, you're doubling it basically, especially if you put double hang, you already double your space already, you know? Mm, so exactly. yeah, that's awesome. As <laughs> far as like design trends too, let's go back to the larger closets. Uh, some of these larger ones, some of these closets that, uh, you know, I've seen are the size of bedrooms. Uh, <laughs> so, what are you, what yes. are you, what are you doing as far as trends, you know, uh, different things you're doing inside of them, colors, all that kind of stuff, styles. What do you say? Yeah. Seeing? So a lot of the closets now people are starting to want two-tone cabinetry. Mm-hmm. So a dark wood and then maybe a lighter wood for the drawer front so they mm-hmm. can have that two-tone color in their closet. That's like been a big trend that they're doing. Um, as far as the space, a lot of people are doing, like you said, the whole rooms now. So I think in a trend going forward, they're going to have a lot of like, people are going to be doing their whole rooms as a dressing dressing room. Like we don't want to dress room. We want to do our makeup in the closet. We want to lounge in the closet. We want to get our clothes out the closet. So I feel like that's going to be a big trend going forward that people are going to utilize one of their rooms in their home for a complete walk a complete closet a complete dressing room basically not even mm-hmm. a closet it's a dressing room at that point because you have your ottomans because we put ottomans down you have your chandeliers you know like these are all your rugs you're really making the space like your own you know but um so i think that's going to be a big trend using you know turning your rooms into dressing rooms i think the two-tone color cabinetry is something that people are getting into now i didn't used to really do that i used to just do all one color but I'm noticing people want different color panels and they're trying to, they even doing like wrapping around like doors. Like if you have a custom closet door, they want to put a painting and kind of wrap the door in like paintings. Like, so it can look very custom and like unique. So people are really thinking out of the box when they come to you, they're having their Pinterest ideas and the ideas. Well, can you do this? And can you do that? (laughs) You're like, okay, we're going to work it out. Let me see what I can do. (laughs) (laughs) like yeah they're coming up with a lot of of, of ideas now so glass is a big a big trend now everyone wants the glass doors they want they love enclosing their closets a lot of times people don't want their clothes to hang out anymore so they want cabinetry around the Mm. clothes and then it's just glass so when you walk in all you see is mirrors like all around and then you have yeah so it's just really pretty and clean and you don't see any clothes hanging you just you know so that's kind of People are liking that look too. Just a very clean look. They don't have to even look at their clothes. You know what I'm yeah. So that's kind of like the big, I think that's like some of the big trends that's going on. Yeah. What about like hidden doors and stuff like that? Are you seeing any of that? Like hidden rooms or hidden access? To- I haven't did hidden doors yet. 
we did a champagne bell once. I mean, oh. that was something different. Yeah. <laughs> For a hot cup, because you can hit the champagne that goes to the kitchen and the kitchen person can now come bring you. Know, we did that before. I haven't did the, the hidden doors yet. Need champagne while like, you're putting on your shoes. You know, that's one. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you need a bell to bring. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I, we, we're doing some hidden door stuff now. Uh, okay. I have one closet that we're doing where it's actually going to be hidden by shelving. And then you go back into a safe room uh, type deal to a slash storage room. So we're we're seeing a little bit more of that starting to trend where they yeah they want some hidden spaces where people don't know and so on so which is pretty cool that's really cool i'm sure i'm going to start seeing some of it eventually oh yeah because they're coming out the woodworks with ideas some new things all the time (laughs) it's pinterest it's pinterest trust me it's just the world of pinterest i'm like what are you saying well can you wrap it i'm like okay let me let me see what i can do (laughs) yeah all the pictures Pinterest make you something you can just do anything you're like god like let's make this happen <laughs> we deal with it too in the custom end too especially like built-in cabinetry stuff like that we get the pinterest pictures all the time can you do a built-in entertainment center like this i want my ceiling details to look like this can you make this look and we do it i mean we got a really good trim carpenter and they'll look at a picture we'll kind of you know, work on it together and dimensions and all that too. And obviously have the architect draw it up as much as he can and have them approve it. But uh, good old Pinterest. Yeah, that's. Uh... <laughs> I even had a client that wanted uh, her island, but with leather, a leather topping instead of oh, marble. Yeah. She wanted it in, in leather and then the drawer fronts leather. And I was like, okay, we can do this. We'll, we'll get it done. It Don't worry. <laughs> But I'm just saying, like, they have all kind of ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're going to see more and more and more, and that's the, that's the power <laughs> of the internet, right? So, yes. Um, what do you What do you find most challenging about designing a closet? What have you found most challenging overall? I think overall, if the client has too many clothes for the space that they're asking for, and even if you come up with the most functional you know, design for them, it still won't hold all their stuff. So I'm noticing that I have to have solutions like, okay, did you edit this closet before? Did we streamline everything? Maybe we need to go through things, make sure this is it. Or do you have another closet? We can store some things in a second closet. Because I think it's a challenge when they have like so many clothes, but the space is really small. And I'm just like, how am I going to fit all of this? Even if I double hang, triple hang this, there's no way this is going to fit in this space. So, to, And they think that you're magic, like you're a magician, like, just make it happen. I'm like, I only can make it happen within the space that you're giving me. <laughs> but sometimes I just like, you designer, design, do it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm really trying here, but this is just doesn't the fit. Need just, a little help, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think that, that's like the hard, I think that's the only, the hardest thing, the challenge about designing. It's just trying to make the customer happy and still give a great design, you know, at the same time. Yeah. And that's where your communication comes in though, too. I'm sure you're, you're like you've said too, is you're kind of listening to them and that's important, obviously taking notes, listening, hearing what they really want and then having the, you know, for them to give you the full reins too, that's trust. I mean, they're putting their trust in you. You obviously know what you're doing. You specialize in it. And I mean, I'd be the same way. I'd just let you go at it because I mean, I'm sorry <laughs> to say, I'd, you know, I don't yes. know what I, I'd kind of give, maybe give you an idea or something, but I, I'm just, yeah, make it, make it nice, make it organized. I've seen your stuff and I trust you and go for it. That's, you know, and, and that's why you're getting paid to do what you're doing and you're, you've been successful at it too. So, you yeah. know, it's just, it's all about communication too. And that seems to be the over you know, the, the theme of the show with everybody in their customer service and everything too. We just, we all know how to communicate with the customer as well and listen to them. Listen. listen. To I think listening is the number one skill you have to have. Like really listen. Cause if you really just pay attention and listen to what they're saying, you will really understand what the needs are and you'll be able to execute the project for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of talking over them or cause sometimes you're creative, like I'm very creative so when you're saying something, my mind is already going to yeah. the next level. Like, you know, so I even had to learn like, Thais, listen. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, 
just listen, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop letting your creative juices are starting to flow. And you're like, you know, you just want to keep rambling off. And I'm just like, I have learned through my journey of to listen. It's so important. It really is. I mean, I'm the same exact way as you. I used to, when people are talking, I want to kind of say what I want to say, you know, my opinion on it and so on. But when you actually sit back, let them finish, let them hear out what they got to say. And then that actually helps you and you, your understanding, and especially in a home, you know, they're spending so much money and in, in designing closets too. It's just, they're spending the money they are to get a finalized product that they want. So it takes it takes listening to the client. And I say it with real estate. I'm in real estate as well. And and if I didn't I have a guy that works under underneath me and I always tell him, I go, if you're not listening to a buyer, I was like, you're gonna run around like crazy and show them 20 houses and you're never gonna find them the right one. But if you actually sit and listen to their wants and needs and the important factors, you can mm-hmm. narrow it down to about two to three houses. So you're not running around like crazy. And that's most real estate agents problems too. They just show fire, whatever they want, instead of kind of listening and showing them and telling them what they need to see as well. So, and that's in any business, you know, even even in yours too. I mean, sometimes like they give you the reins, obviously they say, yeah, you go for it too, but they're going to want something. You just have to get it out of them. Right. No, for sure. And I always like to do two designs too. When I'm designing, I always give two options because I kind of know what you said you like, but I also kind of know what you need. So I'm going to give you both. And that's where, you know, normally they can pick one. Like it just, it kind of works like that. I, so I just start doing two designs every time. It's kind of what you want with a splash of what, um, you know, what I know, and then what I feel like you really need in the space. And then sometimes we use one or the other. Sometimes we combine a little bit of both into making one perfect one, you know? Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it definitely, definitely makes sense too. What are, what are some things you're doing to stand out from other closet designers uh, in your area? What, you know, what should people take notice of uh, when choosing a closet designer? Um, I, oh, definitely. You want somebody that's experienced. You want somebody that you can go and see some of their work, you know, that they have their website. You want their testimonies from some of their clients or, you know, pictures of their work. Definitely. And also, like, if they're working with the closet company or whoever they're working with as far as manufacturing, you want to make sure that they have warranties, that they have, you know, a good installation team, that this closet company that they're working with is credible and that they have really good standings out. So um, you definitely, most important, you need to find somebody that you can trust. And so trust is always built on either your testimonies or your work or your pictures or, or something like that to kind of know, but definitely don't forget about warranties are so important. You know, um, the company's manufacturer, like whoever they're working with, you know, I'm independent designers have to work with somebody to build the actual closet. So you mm-hmm. still want to make sure that whoever I'm working with are good and know what they're doing as well. Yeah. And everything's in line the way it should be. And so on too. It's so important yeah. too. What, what are you, what are you giving for warranty? What should people, if somebody is doing a custom closet, not just with you, but somewhere else, what should they expect warranty wise? Well, we normally, the, the companies I normally work with, uh, manifest, they normally do lifetime warranties on closets pretty okay. much. Like if they put the closet in and long as something happens, they pretty much give lifetime warranties. I, I, would, I mean, you, you definitely want, you make it such a high end investment and it shouldn't be, you normally don't have problems with your closet. Once it's installed and it's done, yeah. you know, nine times out of 10, you're not going to have a big problem, but you may, it may be something the drawer don't, doesn't function right or not pulling out right now. You want to be able to be at peace and say, oh, I could just call the company. They'll bring me a new drawer or a new this, you know? So you definitely want a long warranty, especially when you're spending 30, 40, $50,000 on a closet. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like, it's not cheap. So you definitely, it's like when you have a car, I know cars are only like five year warranty though, but definitely longer than five years <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and with a closet, yeah, it is. I mean, it's pretty structured in place and so on. You might have little things here and there, but you shouldn't be having. Yeah, I've never issues. had any big complaints after I've done closet. It's little things. It could be something of the drawer. Or the, it's very little things that I've ever had clients and maybe once every blue moon come back and say it's not functioning right but it's fixed right away and then it's done, you know? So yeah, there's not a lot of big things that normally should happen. If something's going to happen, it's going to happen during installation. Yeah. You're going to see the wrong color or the wrong hole design or something like that. 
<laughs> then you'll notice like something, you know, the hole in your wall or something. Okay, you know, that's when you'll find out anything's happening. But once it's installed and everything looks good, it's normally you're only going to have minor, if any, things that might come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where you come in when things are falling apart. You hold it together, right? And I hold it together because you have me for a lifetime too. You just text with me, call me, email me. I could have helped you five years ago. And if you call me and say, Thais, this is happening, I'm going to take care of it for you. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. You got to <laughs> do that with business. So it, what do you, I, Getting into like going back to kind of your beginning stage too. So when you're doing your drawings, are they 3D renderings? Are they um, how are you doing your drawing end of it? 3D too? I'm kind of backing yeah. up a little bit here because I was just thinking of this off the top of my head because this is obviously this is kind of a show of helping people and clients know what to look for and, and especially with your business too. So you're doing 3D, they're kind of able to see how everything is going to be laid out and so on as well. Yeah, they're able to. You know, can I pull up a design? I will show you. But um, yeah, so they're 3D design and they have this all broken down, everything that's used in the closet for the prices. And then it has the finishes, whatever doors are used and knobs. And at the end, it gives you your total at the end. And you can actually see 3D and then you can also see an overview. And then you also see a picture of each individual wall. So you see three different ways. The the 3D, the overview, and then wall A, wall B, you know, each wall individually mm-hmm. what's on that wall. So you're able to really look, you know, really get a good grasp of how your closet's going to look. Yeah. And then as far as pricing wise too, I'm not going to ask you ever, you know, your price on it because it, it, I know it's very, it varies. So trust me, being in the custom home building world, the question that I, <laughs> I it drives me crazy is how much are you per square foot? I don't know until I know exactly what you want and your plan and so on. You know, so yeah. I get that every day, but <laughs> Um, and I'm sure you do too. What, you know, on average, like, how do you compete with somebody? Like, how would you sell yourself? Cause I got to do it every day in my business. How would you sell yourself to, you know, somebody that is just shopping price versus actual quality of product? You know, how do you get around that? Uh, cause obviously, you know, you have less expensive or cheaper, options out there and these people probably you hear that all the time too well this person is this much why are you this much you know what I mean so how do you get around that so I will I try to price match I couldn't because I work with manufacturers that'll do price matching if if the closet that they are getting though it has to be the same exact I mean design the same products like it has to be like really it has to be from a credible company it can't be from the candy man giving you a print and then you saying this is he said he's gonna do it for this price, and you said you're gonna do it for that price. No, it's not gonna work. It has to be from a credible company. You come with the quote. If it looks just like the design that I designed for you, I can beat it by like I try to beat it for like a hundred dollars to go yeah. under. Yeah, I try to do something like that. But um, nine times out of ten, it's like who I'm working with is is better quality, it's higher, it's better quality. So you, you already kind of know why it's cheaper. But I do try to help, you know, you know, just try to be competitive in the market as well. You don't want to lose out on certain things. So if they find somebody that is the same design, then we will try to like price match it. Yeah. And what you're basically what I got out of that, too, is you're not willing to cut your quality because you're not going to go to the lower end, too. I mean, there's it's like with building, too. I mean, obviously, you get what you pay for hands right. down, you know, and you're, right. you're, you're giving a quality finished product. That's going to last. It's going to look good and it's going to make people smile and be happy and wake up and be happier because they're organized. So, exactly. <laughs> and it's, and that's the thing too. Living. We're offering stress-free living right here. <laughs> that's what you want. And that, and that's the, that's the thing too, is like, I, I preach on, cause I get it all the time. Why are you priced here? And this guy's priced here. And then when I got to explain, you know, every builder, the way I look at it too, and it's probably in your field too, everybody says they build the best product. They can do the best thing too. But if you can actually showcase your product and why it's actually better, that's why I'm doing that. I do meet online video, stuff like that. You're doing video as well. It is, you know, that's what stands out and, and, you know, keeping clean job sites, so on and so on. But you know, you get what you're paid for. I'm a big, I'm a firm believer in that in the long run too. And we're always going to get people that nickel and dime us. Uh, that's business. You know, we, we're not yes. meant to work with everybody. 
yeah. you know, but you, you sell a quality product and obviously they're getting you in return to, you know what you're doing. Uh, you know, like we talked about too, I can tell how organized everything is behind you with the <laughs> sh- shelves and everything. Yes. <laughs> you know, you Plus want, free. you know, I'm always on my Instagram, clutter-free living. That's yeah. my, my, my slogan. <laughs> well, if it was like a bomb went off behind you, I'd question hiring you, you know, for somebody. <laughs> You're like, what are you saying you can organize when I see a pile of clothes behind yeah. you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, so it's just like, it's no different than going to a builder. They get a clean office, everything's organized and so on versus that builder with papers, blueprints scattered all over, uh, you know, right. it's just a disaster went off. You can see the different types of builders. Who's going to have the clean job site? Who's going to be more meticulous to every detail? It's the same thing with you. So that's so important when picking, you know, somebody to work yeah. with as well. So um, going into some personal questions too, I always like to do this to wrap this up. Uh, we're almost at an hour too, but uh, um, what about, I love this question. I get a different answer every single time. What about you personally? What lessons have you learned throughout your journey that we should all apply to our own business or lives that can help us grow? So many lessons. So (laughs) many lessons. (laughs) This has been a journey. Let's hear them. Um, Definitely, I would say patience. I think sometimes we get that we want things to happen overnight and it's not happening fast enough and we lose patience and we get discouraged. So I would tell anyone in business, entrepreneurship, whatever it is, have patience. Um, Definitely consistency, consistency, consistency pays off. So definitely be consistent in everything you do. Be a person of your word. I'm a big person. If I say I'm going to do something, then do it. In business, it means so much for you to be a person of your word. And I've learned like when I work with people that are not, it's just it doesn't leave like a good feeling. So, yeah, always be a person of your word. Um, I, I think that. I just learned how to, I'm trying to put, I had so, so much in my journey that I've learned, Let but um, I was, yeah, I'm just trying to, I'm like, I have so much, so many, so many lessons, but uh, I definitely follow your heart, like on things. I think a lot of times we, we're, we're bombarded with social media and people and pulling you left and right and every, mm-hmm. every which way. And we kind of need to just like focus on what we need to do and just really, you know, stay tunneled to what we, what our goal is and what we're trying to accomplish and do what feels good to us and not try to, um, what, what's the word, um, appeal to everyone. Cause sometimes everyone is not for you. You yeah. know, you kind of learn like the people who maybe don't follow you no more, whatever the situation is, don't take it so personal. It just means that they're not aligned in what you are and who you are. And that's okay. Cause we're mm-hmm. not for everybody. You know, stay flexible, learn how to pivot, and you will be fine. (laughs) I think being flexible for me, I've always been like that. I've always been very flexible in my movements. I always have a goal, but I always stay flexible in my goal. And then I will pivot when needed, when necessary, and don't really dwell on it. It's like once I feel like I need to pivot, I just pivot, you know, and then I just keep going. So I think that too is really a great way to grow. Just stay flexible. Don't get so caught up in how you thought it was supposed to go, because sometimes it's going to take you in curves before it gets to your actual goal. I love that. You're so spot on too. I 100% agree with you. It's, it's more, it is true. It's true. The consistency part obviously is true. And, and being a person of your word is always no doubt true too because people people respect that and then too they can see it they can tell if you're lying to them they can tell you know if you say one thing and you do another too it just puts a bad taste in people's mouth we've we've learned that growing up but you with you know saying with your goal and moving forward too and not looking back and and if you have something in mind you're gonna do it that's that's a separator right there that's a huge separator of you from a lot of people unfortunately but that's where you're helping people too i mean in your journey you are helping people obviously with this show people that are listening of what your answer was right there it's probably going to help a few people that were stuck in a rut or trying to think of where they should go in business too you know, if you're, if you're looking backwards all the time and worrying about what everybody else thinks, you're going to be stuck in the same place your whole entire life. You know, yeah. and it's like you said, not everybody's meant to 
go along with you on your journey. And with social media, a lot of people are seeing your journey and that's fine. That's what social media is all about. But the ones that don't like it, they don't need to watch your journey. You know, exactly. you can leave them in the dust. Right. <laughs> I think we get caught up like, oh my gosh, she doesn't like me. It doesn't matter. Stop no. worrying about who likes you, who doesn't like you. Just stay true to yourself and the right people will gravitate to you. Mm -hmm. It's just all in your energy. It's what you put out, what you put in. It's the same like the universe. You put something great out and you're a good person. Believe me, 100%, you're going to get good things back and you're going to get great people in your life, great opportunities and everything. And that's the thing. Like, that's why I have this podcast because I've met a lot of great people like yourself too. And, and, you know, me and you might work together in the future. Who knows? That's the thing. And it, it is true though, is like, I actually, I was on a live thing today that me and you talked about this a little bit before we started recording and, and it was all about social media and how I've utilized social media for my brand and business, but what's stopping people, you know, and I, and we've all been through it. You've been through it. Oh, yeah. I've been through it. To where we were hesitant to hit the record button or you're about to do live stuff tomorrow and i mean that was me <laughs> yeah we, and me too and you know I, I recorded i remember my first video i did i think i had the guy you know a guy that works with me i always have him record my stuff and i think i had him do like 15 20 takes before i finally you know just put something out there and that's what one of the questions was to me was, you know, how did you do it? I just, I said, we're all nervous. I mean, everybody listening out there. Yeah. You're nervous. I was just as nervous as you, you know, you were just as nervous as me. And when you finally start doing it and you get that repetition and actually you don't really care, you don't really care right. what people think you're just doing it. You know, you're helping people. And then you see a lot more positive doing it than negative anyway. You know, because I get yeah. random people that come up to me and they're like, hey, I saw you. I had a guy that I talked to today. He's like, I've been, I saw your Facebook stuff, man. It's great. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, thanks. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I know you never know who you're impacting. I get DMs all the time. People are saying, I just want to tell you, I don't even know you, but I love you. I think you're beautiful. I think I love what you put. I love mm -hmm. your, all your quotes and your motivation. And those kind of things are like, wow, like just to get people that you don't even really know personally, but to send you just like keep going, you know, you're doing great. Is like, you're okay. You, you're on the right page. Mm -hmm. And another thing is um, the best result you're going to get in life, I, I think now, is living outside of your comfort zone. Oh, yeah. I think I've become, I've grown the most when I was outside of my comfort zone. Like different opportunities or something would happen bigger and better for me because I took a chance and did something that I wouldn't, I didn't really feel comfortable doing. You know, mm -hmm. just kind of what you were saying, just step out, just step out and do it, you know, and then yeah, you start getting, yeah. but you're going to have to be uncomfortable. That's just where growth lies. It lies when you're uncomfortable. And so when people understand that, they won't be such in a fear to keep going, you know, just be like, oh, this is okay. I can feel uncomfortable. I'm a little nervous, but this means I'm growing. So let me go ahead and do this. And mm -hmm. then once it's done, you're like, oh, this wasn't that, that wasn't bad. bad. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, it, you are a hundred percent right. And that's the thing when you finally get uncomfortable or when you do the uncomfortable thing and then you're like, it's not that bad. Well, you want to keep doing more too. You don't want to just stay. And that's what levels you up and builds you up too. You know, yes. there's always going to be an uncomfortable situation. I have them every day, like doing that live today. I was like, was I a little uncomfortable before? <laughs> yes. I was like, okay, I'm going to be in front of how many people, you know, cause he's got a popular building show on there. But once you start going, you're like, this isn't that bad. You don't really notice how many people are watching. And then you start, you're like answering questions. It's normal. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. like this podcast. This, this, I was hesitant to do this. Uh, and I, I always say this. I don't like, I probably won't listen to my first episode. I can only imagine how bad <laughs> it is, you know, but it's come a long way with growth. 83 episodes in or however much I'm in and, and just the people I've met along the way too. But just jumping in and doing something, that's the best approach to it. So yeah, yeah I love your answer. Definitely. On that. I'll be in your shoes tomorrow on my live. So <laughs> I'll let you know how it go. I'm like, oh yeah. gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me let me know. They're fun. I mean, once you do them, I gotta do more of them. I haven't really jumped into the whole live thing. I'll I'll go on them, you know, but personally, right. I mean, the guy the guy I was on today, he's like, You gotta do it. You don't have to edit as much. You don't have to, you just you don't. They just launched and I was like, he goes, it saves you a lot of time. I'm like, yeah, maybe I should just 
Our yes, there's no editing. You just save it, and whatever happened on it happened. Yeah, <laughs> there's no turning back. There's no turning back. So, so just get ready. I've been interviewed on a few lives, so I've been the person being interviewed. But this time, I'm interviewing yeah, people, so it's see. a different ball game. Yeah. Yeah, it's always different on the opposite end too. Like usually, I'm the one interviewing, like this podcast. But being on the interview side of it too, it's always different too. But you learn, you grow from each experience, like we said too, and you get better every day, and you meet new people along the way and help yeah. people and get more customers that's what exactly and people because people want to relate to you so i think when you're in front of video and you're talking and they can kind of see who you are and kind of feel mm -hmm. they feel more comfortable with you seeing you on video so i think it is important to have some sort of video presence out here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah they meet they basically learn who you are before they meet you and if they don't like you from your video they're probably not going to meet you which is going to save you some time as well so. <laughs> exactly <laughs> Exactly. A good way to look at it. But um, one other question I always ask everybody is most people talk about your past. Let's talk about your future. Where will we see Thais in 5, 10, 15 years from now? Who will you be? Oh, I'll probably be sitting on the beach in Bali drinking. I'm jealous. That's probably what I see my future at. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> You and me both, right? Exactly. A nomad lifestyle. That's yeah. what I see in the, you know, in the future. You know? yeah, we all, that's what we all want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but to answer the question, really, um, I don't normally like plan my life. I'm very spontaneous and free spirit. So I kind of don't plan too far in the future. But what I will say is I love to travel. So I know I'll, as soon as COVID is kind of in the better, I used to travel a lot. So I definitely going to travel a lot. I definitely going to be designing you know, wherever I'm at, because I can pretty much design anywhere, um, any city, any country. So definitely will be designing and just doing what I love. You know, I love exploring and, and meeting new people and communication. So it might be a YouTube TV show. It might be another. I don't know. Like, I just know it's going to be something that I love. It's going to have something to do with communication and traveling. <laughs> there you go. Can't beat that, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I. I'm sure we will see you on a YouTube show or something like that. I've watched your YouTube. It's pretty good. I mean, you, you're, you're, you just, did you just start your YouTube channel? Yeah. Or, I haven't really started doing the shows part. I just did a few videos, but I want to start doing yeah. like actual in my client's closets, doing the whole, like showing you around. I wouldn't want to start doing like real terms, like a real TV show it would be great, but yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people want to see that though. They want to yeah. see you in action. Like tours, like closet tours. I would love to like start touring. My, I should have done it a long time ago. I just wasn't in the space, but now I'm in that space where I feel like my next thing is I just love people. I love communicating. I just think I'll be great, like doing tours of my clients, showcasing their favorite handbag and shoes, and you know, showcasing all the different elements in the closet. I think it'd be great, and just traveling and doing that in different countries, different states. It could be something that, you know, in my future. <laughs> people would watch it. Trust me. You'll be, it, it's, it, I'd watch it too. Cause people are amazed by the, the uh, what, what you do and what I, you know, like the housing in general, people are, they want to know, they want to know how they can like, that's about this podcast too. And all the different things you've said too, if you put that into reality in a in video format, so they could actually see those storage spaces and, and how to save, you maybe do a, uh, lower end budget storage space too. You should do stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, you'll, you'll kill it. I've been thinking that. about that too. Like I want to do high end and just for the yeah. person who doesn't yeah. have the investment money that they just want to have some changes. So those type of things definitely in the near future, I want to start doing. For sure. Looking forward to that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because so, it's it, it, people will watch it a hundred percent. So it'll be it'll definitely be a good thing for you, I'm sure. Um last question what the show's about to wrap things up what exactly do people need to look for when hiring a closet designer and why should they choose Thais Lanier as their designer of choice oh they should choose Thais Lanier because she's fabulous no not really <laughs> <laughs> no because I have you know I'm very passionate about design I have tons of experience I can pretty much walk into a closet and just already already designed your closet in two seconds yeah. i already kind of see where things go so i'm just really detailed and i just i'm just really a people person and i just i love design and i know how to give you what you're looking for how to maximize your space and make sure it's functional and it works for you 
So that would be a good part of working with me. And also I'm actually a stylist and an organizer. So if you need me to edit through your closet first, kind of stuff that you don't need and you can donate out. If you need help with your style, you need to bring some clothes in and maybe to have a more functional closet that you can uh, inter have interchangeable wardrobe instead of having so many clothes, you just need less clothes, <laughs> but the right clothes. And that's, that's the big thing too. You would need so much space if you didn't have so many clothes that you don't even wear. So, you know, I'm kind of that one-stop shop. I can, you know, pretty much consult you in, you know, three or four different areas. So you can have like that really complete experience. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people out there that have clothes that they don't wear that are just hanging in their closet. I'm one of them, you know. There is. It. <laughs> Do you know how many bags? Like, I had a client recently in LA. She got rid of 15 bags of clothes and shoes that she no longer wanted or wore. 15 wow. bags. It's, wow. it's insane. Yeah. So people are getting rid of a lot of stuff. And I think that's almost like the first move I try to do in the process is have you edited through your closet? Because if not, we need to set up a session or you can do it yourself. But that needs to be done before the closet even gets installed. Because are you going to, you know, bring your clothes you don't wear into your new space? That's that doesn't make sense. You need to have only what you actually wear and love in your closet. And so that's like what I preach all the time. Like, don't bring old stuff that you don't wear in a new space you spend all this money and investment and then you have all these clothes that you don't even care about so you're making me want to go through my closet and start so you're gonna have to go through your closet after this call and my socks like your, little my... Fairy, your little the little fairy on top of your your ear saying you know you don't wear that <laughs> you're not wearing that you haven't worn that in a while i'm just saying it's gonna be like bill come on get rid exactly. of that okay. go in there and get go in there and donate those clothes and shoes that you don't wear anymore yeah <laughs> exactly exactly this is this has been awesome i really do appreciate you coming on this is this has been great a lot of great information too uh one thing I, where can people connect with you find you social media wise anywhere else uh, you can find me on my website at closeteditors.com or any social media instagram uh twitter uh, at closet editors Awesome. Awesome. This has been great. Uh, like I said, I was excited to have you on. It was a great topic to hit on because it is very important to a lot of people too, especially in the world we're living in today where a lot of people are at home. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of listeners going through their closet like myself. <laughs> yes. And I did a, a good job. If we get, if we get everyone to go in their closet then we did a great show. You made me think about it and I'm the host here. So, you know, if I'm thinking about it, I'm sure the listeners thinking about it. So thank you yes. for coming on though and taking the thank time. Thank you for having me. It's been yeah. amazing. Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. And everybody listening, I really appreciate you all listening. Five stars as usual. That's all I ask for. I don't advertise. Uh, please like, subscribe, give me five stars on iTunes, and I will see you guys on the next episode. Cool. That was perfect. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Real Build. And guys, if you would just take a little bit of your time to write a review below, I'd really appreciate it. It doesn't take long. Obviously, reviews are going to make this show be heard by more people. And that's what we need. We need to get this out there. So please write a review, share it with your friends and family. And thank you so much for everybody that's listening. And I'll see you guys on the next episode.